Amen. Thank you so much, Sister Tracy. Thank you so much. Heavenly Father, thank you for today. Thank you for this great opportunity, and we love you for it. Lord, we ask you to speak to the hearts and minds of individuals today. Let them be transformed. Thank you. Thank you for the message, the message of hope, the message of love. And we appreciate you so much. We can't thank you enough. Who wouldn't serve a God like you? Thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So it's so exciting to see all of you all today. And thank you all so much for coming out. And particularly all you people out there on social media who has been such a blessing to us uh, as you follow us uh, every week, uh, Monday through Thursday at 12 o'clock noon. Uh, we own our noon day devotional for those who follow us during noon. Um, thank you all so much and thank for all you who are out there that's following us today on Sunday. Uh, it is a blessing. Uh, the kingdom is real. Everybody says the kingdom is real. And it's important. I want to uh, uh, talk about uh, One Life Under God, uh, the kingdom agenda, and the focus is a, it's an inside job. Everybody says an inside job. It's an inside job. It's important. I want to read something to you um, out of Psalms 139. It's a very familiar passage. Um, it's verses, uh, but it's read, read out the easy version of the Bible. Of verse 13 and 14, it says, You made every part of me. You made me grow inside my mother before I was born. I thank you for the wonderful way that you have made me. Everything that you do is wonderful, and I know it's true. Let me read that again. You made every part of me. You made me grow inside my mother before I was born. I thank you for the wonderful way that you have made me. Everything that you do is wonderful. I know it's true. I want us to think about that um, as, we, as we move into this message today. I want you to uh, really appreciate who you are. All right? I want you to really value who you are um, and, what, and, and, and how wonderfully complex you are. And everything about you uh, is important to God. I was telling the men this morning um, that we was talking about our life, our past life. And the thing about it, I was sharing them that a rainbow is such a beautiful thing, but it always comes after the rain. And God wants you to know, despite the storm in your life, I'm always there as a common presence. But the beauty that God, symbol that God gave us was the rainbow and the uniqueness of the rainbow, and it belonged to God. It doesn't belong to anybody else but God. The uniqueness of the rainbow is any event that you take one of the colors away is no longer the rainbow. Remember that. Uh, if you take one of the colors away, it's no longer the rainbow. Every part of your life, every part of your life, right, God gave it to you to complete you. Some of it was bad, and it didn't feel so good, but all of it made you. Uh, uh, all your ups and downs, they really work together to make you who you are. Now, you have to really rely with this, that I was made in God's image, and God loves me despite what you say about me. Ooh, that's good. 
God loved me despite what you say about me. Now, you can tell me I'm no good. You can talk about my sexual preference. You can talk about my hair. You can talk about anything you want. But God loves me. Everybody say, God loves me. You have to, re- listen, you have to let that resonate in you because otherwise your anxiety level is going to go off the chart. You know, you may be on a team where your coach may think you're not that good. And they may tell you you're not that good and, and I won't play you because of this and, and you made too many mistakes. But I know, who, I know who I am. I know God created me the way he wanted me. And I'm good with it. As long as I give my best effort as long as I do what I'm supposed to do, right, and I do what's right, God said, I got you. Everybody say, God said, I got you. We're going to talk about uh, a story, man. It's an inside job. The thing that's so important is the physical appearance, your physical appearance uh, and things that happen in the physical world that's operated, man, by your senses, sometimes it, 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 uh, uh, it trumps in the life of people what's really going on on the inside. A lot of times, man, what's on the jar is not really what's inside the jar. So sometimes you can have a sign that says you're one thing, but on the inside you're something else. How many people have been smiling on the outside, but on the inside you were crying? And and sometimes you were crying on the outside, and and, and there was so much joy on the inside. You know, I remember when we won a championship, and one kid was just crying, and I thought he was all upset. He was crying for joy. He was happy and excited about this championship. But the tears were coming so strong. I was watching the Georgia game, and Georgia, when they beat Alabama, some of the kids were crying. The quarterback, uh, who's a kid that everybody thought wasn't going to be anything. Nobody recruited him. He was a nobody. He had to go to junior college. And, and some of the coaches said, you can't play at that level, and you're not good enough to do this. But he knew who he was. And he was a little bitty fella, but he knew who he was. And he, he watch this here, he bet it on himself. People told him he need to leave Georgia, go somewhere else. But you know what he did? He said, no, I can do this. I can play in the SEC. I can, I can be a championship quarterback. So he played in the biggest game of his life. He played in the SEC championship against Alabama and played absolutely horrible. Right? And, and people start talking social media. You know, you get death threats because the people had so much money invested. And this kid kept on betting on himself. He said, I can do this. And God gave him another chance. And God gave him a chance. Now, watch this here. God gave him a chance again to play Alabama in the national championship game. And when he played in that national championship game, things were going okay. And then all of a sudden, he made the mistake of his life. He was running back trying to get away from the defense alignment and threw the ball, and, and he actually fumbled it, and Alabama recovered. And Alabama ended up scoring a touchdown. And you could see the kid on the sideline dejected. I mean, he just like felt like his world had, it was over because it was such a tight game. But God blessed that young man to take that team, go out there, and for the next three possessions, they took, and marched down the field and scored three consecutive touchdowns on Alabama. And this young man won the national championship. Everybody thought he was nothing, but he won. The question, do you believe you can win the national championship in your life? Right? There's some things. Now, listen, there's some things you have to do on the inside in order for you to be a champion on the outside. 
right? And God wants you to be a champion on the outside because he created us to run this world. There was a young man by the name of David, and David was a phenomenal, phenomenal young man. And he loved the Lord like some of us. He loved the Lord with all of his heart, with all of his might. And God saw David, and God said David was a special kid, and so God anointed David king. And David became king of Israel. Now, when you're a king, all right, you run everything. Everything belonged to you. And in the kingdom, David had authority to do whatever he wanted, whenever he wanted. He could have any woman he wanted. He could have anything he wanted. So he saw a beautiful woman bathing on the top of her roof. He saw this woman, and she was so sexy and looked so good that he says, I want her. So he sent a message and told her to come to his chamber. He came, she came to his chamber, and David wanted to have sex with her, and he did it. She couldn't resist because he was the king. And he did it, and the girl got pregnant. Right? And David tried to cover it up. Right? And David, had because he was the king, he had her husband put on the front line and had him murdered. Right? And, and so now David is in a mess. David is going, and I'm sure, now here's what happened. So after a while, now pay attention. This is important when you read that story. It's in Samuel. When David, David was going along and getting along, and everything was all right. How many people have committed a sin in your life, and then all of a sudden, man, you kind of like, uh, I didn't get caught, and I'm good. And you're just moving along to get along, right? You say, everything is all right. Nobody will ever know. Because watch this here. He got the girl pregnant, had her husband come home, and he was with her and all that. But the husband refused to sleep with his wife. And because he refused to sleep with her, David had to come up with another plan, right? So David just had her killed. Now, everybody thought that Bathsheba had came home, watch this here, and had sex with her husband. And, and why, this is important, and I don't want you to miss this here. And the baby was born, right? The daddy never came home because David told the general, put him on the front line and make sure he get killed. So now David is, all right, he's king of Israel, and he's going along, and the baby is born, and David's excited about this baby. But God was not happy with that. Right? Nothing is hid from God in the kingdom. Remember, the baby belonged to God along with Bathsheba and Uriah and David. Please understand this, people. Everything that you have, even you, man, belong to God. Everything. You don't get, you don't get to hurt anybody. You don't get to take something from somebody. You don't get to take advantage of people. You don't get to do that because all of it belongs to God. That's what I tell people. People think I just be talking when I'm telling you, man, God is amazing in the kingdom. Everything in the kingdom belongs to him. That's why I have Brother uh, uh, Travell, man, give his testimony. Because if there's no way on God's green earth you would believe that it would happen to you. You say, there's no way. Hey, I want you to stand up if, if God forgave you of your student loan. Stand up. I want y'all to look around. It didn't just happen to, don't y'all sit down yet, hold on. It didn't just happen to Travell. 
It, it happened to his mama. Look, turn around, yeah, everybody just look around. God blessed these people who thought they had to pay this money back and God forgave it. Y'all have a seat. Now, everybody said God is good. Now, what happened was the money that they had, right, it belonged to God anyway. So God says, I, I don't want that stress in your life, so let me remove it. Then I gave y'all you my testimony, or Dean and I testimony years ago when we went to college and never paid a dime. Everybody thought I was just talking to this. Oh, this is Pastor Durant. He's the pastor. No, I'm no different than any of you all because you're God's child. Now, let's get to this guy because I got to get through, right? Now, so in Psalms, David had messed up bad. Now, remember, he's the king. When you're the king, man, you get to do whatever you want. Some of you are, man, you're the king of your own throne. Can't nobody tell you what to do. You make your own money. You got your own job. You got your own house. You got your car. You got your bank account, your 401K. Some of you all got a kill one foe. But, you know, you, ain't, you know what I'm saying, right? So you got all this. You got you're the king of your castle. You don't need nobody to do nothing. Listen, and I'm, listen, I'm saying this, man, so you know. We don't get, we tell God, God, you're not that important to me because I'm not giving you back a dime of my money. Right? Now, this is, this is not for a guilt trip. Uh, that's why I had everybody stand. I, God, I'm not giving you a single dime. I don't care if you bless me. I ain't blessing you back. So you don't give God. God said, give me a percentage back. You say, I'll be darned if I do. Right? So what I do is, now what, this is going to be good, y'all, today. Cause everybody say inside job. So you withhold the resources. Now listen to me. I'm not talking to the people out there on Facebook who wants to just nitpick everything and all this and say it's not right. I'm talking to the people who accepted Jesus Christ, their Lord and Savior, and understand the kingdom. Right? God bless you and gave you, Ebony. He gave you, right, all these resources because you did not have nothing in the beginning. Remember, you had nothing. You had nothing and God blessed you to have. Now, the problem you have, Steph, is when you get a job and you make $2, man, I give God 20 cents any day, right? And then I'm going to cry and I'm going to ask him, say, God, please bless me and double my income. So he give you $4 and you love the Lord and you shout down the aisle and you say, and, and you be so happy, and this is this is it. So you had you so happy, you gave the pastor the envelope, man, with the 40 cent in it. And said, here's my tithe. And you was excited about it. Right? And then you said, God thank, and God bless you, man, to make ten dollars, and now you're really blessed. Right? But here's the problem. Here's the big one. So now, because God is so amazing, Travel, he blesses us to go from, listen to me. Right? Now Listen to me. I'm going to share this, man, as a testimony to you all. Everybody said testimony. Camilla, I don't, I don't look at nobody's income. I don't know what nobody made, right? Everybody, no, I don't know what anybody made. Am I telling the truth, Camilla? Right, now, Ardina and I gave 20, over $20,000 to the church. I ain't talking about nobody else. We gave $20,000. It ain't a person in here, right, uh, that God ain't blessed me more than he blessed me. I'm telling you, we don't have a debt nowhere. We are debt-free. We got money in 401Ks. We got money in about four different bank accounts and a credit union. Tasha, will tell you, she my pe- she'll tell you, I'm telling you the truth. I don't, ha- I don't need nothing. We don't need nothing. God has been good to us. Right? 
But we give. And because we give, God give back. Watch this. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together, and running over. So so I told God when he blessed us when I was making $28,000 a year, and I told God I was going to give my tithe and my offering because I gave more than tithe. I gave my tithe and my offering. When I gave it, all right, I was making $28,000 a year, right? When, when, he gave, when I was making $100,000 a year, I still gave it. I didn't change because I, I was so excited God was blessing me, I was glad to get more. Because I, said, God, I thought he was playing with me because the more, the more he gave me, I kept giving, and then he gave me more. And then my, Trevor, my income went up from $28,000 to $38,000 to $40,000 to $50,000. It went up to $60,000. Them folks gave me $70,000. I thought I had died and went to heaven. <laughs> they gave me $80,000, man. I, I was in heaven. Then I was just laid up there with God because they gave me $100,000. <laughs> I was laying beside him, man, having a conversation. Right? But the more, I didn't tell you, the more God gave us, the more we gave. I share that with you all because I'm not a pastor man that takes. Camilla and them, the lead team will tell you I don't take. Half the stuff that I'm supposed to get from the church, I don't even take it. Right? God is that good. I'm telling you, everybody say inside job. Inside. That only happens when you go from the inside. Now, let me get to this here. This is good. Now, so David, after he had messed up, God had to make David right. Now, remember, David was one of the richest kings ever. His son became extremely wealthy because of David. Because of David's righteousness and, and what goes on. So David, once David figured out what was going on, and he messed up, and the prophet came to him and told him, said, David, you messed up, David. So God says, well, David, you got to get your heart right in order for me to bless you. Right? So when you hear David, you get to hear David's testimony after he had messed up with God and he needed to clean himself up from the inside out. Right? So then David says this, right? He says, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a loyal spirit. The King James said a right spirit. A loyal spirit to you. Now watch this. Remember, he says, it's you I sinned against. He said, I didn't sin against Bathsheba. Or I sinned against you because it was you the one that blessed me. You the one gave me the law and told me not to take that man's wife. You the one told me, made the law and told me not to steal. So whenever I do something wrong, I sin against God, not people. Now, if I mess up with God, I'm in trouble with people. We don't understand that. So we got to understand. And so David says, God created me a clean heart. A clean heart. Now, some people say, oh, man, this this ain't about money. It's about your life. I want you to clean up your life so you can have better relationships. You can have better communication. And what's this? You need to be able to communicate with God and not, how many people have, raise your hand, I want you to be honest. How many people have uh, said something, now older people too, all y'all. How many people have, have lied to your parents and you had to go face them? And you're like, man, I don't know what to say, you're scared to death, right? And you got to go face them, right? 
Uh, things don't get right until you face them. And here's what your parents said. I don't even know some of y'all parents. He said, don't you lie to me. Tell me the truth. Right? right? And we can work this thing out if you be truthful. Now, that don't mean you're not going to get a consequence for your behavior. But in the event that you lie, you double, you double down. If I lie, now I'm in trouble for lying and what I did. So David had to be honest. So David said, listen, God, I need you to make me right because I'm the king. And, and I don't answer to nobody but you. Now, hear me out. He said, I don't have to answer to anybody because I'm the king. The only body I have to answer to is you, God. The only person you have to answer to, man, is God. God is your real spirit. God is the one you don't have to answer to. Nobody but God. When, when, it, when it's said and done, he's the one, right, that's in control of everything you do. Right? Now, you can talk to your husband and your wife and your children and your boss, but the ultimate, listen to me, the one that's going to transform everything is going to be him. So that's why David said, David said, my heart, you got to work on the inside. He said, you got to get me right, because if you don't get me right, I'm killing somebody else and get their wife too. Because that demonic spirit is in me. You knew it was a demonic spirit because he killed a man to get a woman that he could have got. All them beautiful women that were single and virgins and everything else he had access to. But he went and took another man's wife. That's an evil spirit. So he had to get that spirit out of him. That's why he said, Lord, created me. If you don't clean me up, I stole a dollar today at the bank. I stole a dollar from my mama today. Tomorrow, I'm going to steal $2. The next time, I'm getting a credit card. I'm, I'm telling you. So that's why you got to clear, you gotta, it's got to be an inside job. I got to get right with God. If I don't get right with God and get an inside job, everything goes. Because here's what you do. I'm going to do whatever satisfies me. Whatever satisfies me, I'm going to do. Right? And the devil said, do it. It's all right. I don't care if it hurt other people. Just do you. Right? And, 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 and you wonder why you, you're going to struggle. You're going to struggle in your life. You're going to struggle in your relationship. You're going to struggle because you have not committed your life to God, and you have, asked, you have not asked him to clean you up. So David said, get me right, because if you don't get me right, listen to me, if you don't get me right, do you know I can wreck this kingdom? I'm going to do some stuff, man, that's so crazy that nobody ever believed it happened. And I can be so deceitful. Remember, he's the king. I don't have to lie. He could have told you right here, just give me your wife, and nothing you can do about it. But when, when you deceitful, and that spirit is inside of you, you start doing little things, and you think you got away with it. That's the devil. Do it. So you got to ask God, listen, God, created me a law spirit to you. Because if I love you, I won't cheat on the job. My boss got the best employee. My kids got the best dad, right? I got, I'm the best husband. I'm the best wife because I love you first, right? So then he says, now watch. He says, wash me from my guilt. Purify me from my what? Sin. For I recognize my rebellion 
right? It haunts, it haunts me day and what? Night. I recognize my rebellion against you. Because I know what your word says, and I'm still going to do it. I know I shouldn't be doing this, but I'm going to do it anyway. I know, and I want you to bless me. I'm going to do wrong, and I'm going to justify it, and I'm going to ask you to bless me, God, even though I know biblically it's wrong. And I'm going to justify it. People, that's a spirit. And if you do it here, you do it there. So you got to ask God to purify you. You got to say, God, this is an inside job. You got you to get me right from the inside. Because society, this is good. Society would tell you it's all right. But your word telling you is wrong. Well, I got, I can, I, I can take, what they've been, they don't pay me that much anyway. So for me to steal a couple rolls of toilet paper, and they got 10,000, you know, I'm the supervisor. I can get a, I can just take a couple, you know, Pentecost. It's like, it's like going to, uh, 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 what's that street over there, y'all? Barney. And you're like, ah, it ain't no big deal. You know, I'm just going to grab some, I'm just going to grab a handful of these forks and, and, and I'm just going to grab a handful of them, you know, because she ordered a lot of them from the store. She ain't going to miss them. But I know she had to pay for them. So what I'm going to do, I'm really going to steal them, but I ain't going to call it stealing. Everybody say inside job. You got to get cleaned up on the inside. And listen to him. He said, wash me from my guilt. Because I know, here's how I know. He knew something about us. We feel guilty for what we're doing. I know this wrong because ain't no one. What's that girl name that owned the place? What's her name? Kaya. You know, see now she ain't gonna go there in, in front of Kaya and then say, let me take a whole handful of these in and take them home. Not in front of Kaya. So when Kaya come back, she said, man, I just know I, I, I ordered enough spoons and forks. Pentecost was like, yeah, I think you did. <laughs> I don't know what happened, man. They must be giving a lot. They must be giving two and three every time somebody order. But she said, please don't come on my house. Right? Now, so we, hey, listen, we laughing. It's little stuff, everybody said little stuff like that. It's the little fox that run about, I told you a story about, it's a little, you know, it's a little ladybug that eats through the oak tree, man, eats the heart of it and tear the whole tree down. It's the little stuff. If you don't get the inside right. That's why he says, now watch this, purify me from my what? Sin. I know, don't nobody else know, Travell, don't nobody know this but me. But that little sin can make you lose your entire diversity job. If it's ever revealed. So I so that's why he said walk in righteousness. Right? And then he said, no, I said, for I for I recognize my rebellion against you. I know what your word says. How many people don't you raise your hand? Don't raise your hand. How many people know what you're doing is, is a rebellion against the word? I know it's wrong. I know that I know it's wrong, right? But I'm gonna do it anyway. Don't raise your hand. That's what David's saying. He says, I I'm, I recognize my rebellion, and it haunts me day and night. I don't even, I can't even, di- it's just, it's too, I can't sleep at night because I know it's wrong. So I said, this, uh, tomorrow, I got to change this thing. I got to get it right. Ooh, that's good, ain't it? I know I'm way over time. I got to stay with you. Here we go. Then he says this, for I was born a sinner, yes, 
from, from the moment my mother conceived me. But you desire honesty. Watch this here. You desire honesty from the womb, teaching me wisdom even there. Ooh. Now I want you to hear verse 6. But you desire what? God, you desire the truth and honesty. You've been desiring, man, from the time I came out of my mother's womb. From the beginning, it was already there. He was telling your mother why you was in the womb when you read to the baby. Watch what you do. Watch what you eat. Watch what you watch on television. Because those things, we starting to find out, those things affect the baby in the womb. Yeah. Right? Babies come out now, they're so smart, they can, they, they can put it on the iPad at one. Now, let's, no, that, we, we're laughing. I'm serious, man. At one years old, man, they can really operate the iPads and iPhones at one. So at three, man, they're going to have you all messed up. Right? Now, so, now, this is important. So God said, I desire honesty. Right? Are you being honest or are you being rebellious when you know the truth and honesty? Are you willing, man, to do an introspection of your life and clean up from the inside out. Now I'm talking, you know what you're doing is wrong. I'm not talking about people that's dealing with an addiction and addiction got the best of them. Because most of those people hate it, but they just can't shake it. And they try, but I'm talking about people who doing stuff that you know is wrong, watch this here, and you have the ability to stop it and ain't nothing stopping you except you. I know this is wrong, right? And I'm going to justify it. And you know what the word says, right? You said, I'm going to do me. And you can't, you can't not come to church and hide from it because when you get home, it's still there. Because God said, I'm going to tell you about it. If you don't never come to church, I'm going to remind you about it. You're going to turn the TV on, and I'm going to remind you. You're going to turn the radio on, and it's going to be there. He said, you'll get on social media. He said, when you flip, listen, y'all know I'm telling the truth. You be on social, listen, man, God, the smart people that know technology, they, this is the thing. They, they can take you and find out what you like and track you, right? So they know what you're thinking, right? Because they know what you follow. As you move, God going to show you on your social media device that what you're doing is wrong. Because God said, I ain't going to let them outdo me. Because I ain't going to let them, man, take you and you don't know. So I'm going to remind you, they may use it for this, but I'm going to use it for this. And then and you strolling for something else, and he said, man, you said, God, dog, I, that's what I'm doing. I ain't supposed to be doing that either. And you try to, you got your finger real fast, you try to move it up real fast. And then when you move it up real fast, it's on the next step. Because the technology is, is designed, every time you swipe up, it makes you want to swipe up again. And when you swipe up, it's always about stuff you're interested in. When you do it, everybody say inside out. It's an inside job, I'm telling you. Now, now, and I know I'm a little bit over time, but I wanted to do this today because I don't get travail here much. So I say, because of travail, everybody else got to deal with this. Okay, now. now, So it says, verse number seven says, Purify me from my sin, and I will be clean. Wash me, and I will be what? White as snow. He says, if you do it, Lord, now listen, Dave was sincere. He's asking God to do this for me. Are you willing to ask God to really clean up that sin in your life? Are you really willing 
to say, God created me a clean heart? Are you really willing to say, Lord, purify me from my sin? I know it's a sin. I know it's a sin. Right? Would you now listen, for those who like to have sex before you marry, I know it's good. Y'all like, dang, come on, Pastor, leave that alone. Stay with the sermon. Okay, okay. I'm going to go back over here. I'm going to leave that alone, right? They like, don't walk down that aisle. Even man, man said, Lord, help me. Okay, now, so, I'm going to leave it alone. You just read about it, right? Move out, right? But the thing is, if I, listen, if I know if I know, I want you to hear this. This is serious business. If I know that fornication is a sin based on my belief system and what I believe, if I know it's sin, right, then I got to ask God to deliver me from that. Now, listen, some people out there don't believe it is. Don't get me wrong. Some people don't believe it is. In their heart, they don't, right? But a lot of you all do, right? So if you know it, it's a, it's a battle. It's really a battle, man. But if I think it's a ruin, I think I'm sinning against my body and God, then I got to, because you know what? It creates a lot of problems. Once that spirit get in you, you want to beat somebody up, man. They don't even like you no more. Don't raise your hand. <laughs> you know, you just slept with them and you mad and, and you want to call them. They won't answer your text. You, you won't answer my text after I didn't deal with what I did. <laughs> you ain't going to play me like that. And now you ain't going to answer my phone. I'm going to leave that alone. Move right along. All right, now. But that, hey, listen, but that's the spirit. Everybody's, that's why you got to ask God to clean you up from the inside out. You really do. I mean, it's a battle, man. All right. He says, so verse 9, he says, don't keep looking at my sin. Remove the stain of my guilt. Create in me a clean heart, oh God, and renew a lower spirit in me. That's important, right? Now, I'm going to wrap this thing up real quick because I got to go, so I got to wrap it up. I'm, I'm way over time, but I wanted to go over time today because some of you ain't coming next week. All right, now we go. So Ezekiel 36, Ezekiel says, I'm going to get a lead day long, go down to the prophet Ezekiel. He says, and I will give you a new heart. He's talking to the children of Israel. I will give you a new heart. I will put a new spirit in you. I will take out your stony, stubborn heart and give you a tender, responsive heart. And I will put my spirit in you so that you will follow my decrees and be careful to obey my regulations. Now listen to me. This guy said he'll do for him. God will do that for you. Everybody said he'll do it for you. Because he, he, he wanted, he, he, this, he got some, God got an investment in you. God got an investment. He don't want to lose his investment. Right? Right? So Paul said this, now, this part, Paul, Paul, wrap it. This is my, this is my conclusion with Paul. I'm wrapping up. Now, everybody, read this with me. So now, now, may the God of peace read it. Hold on. Let's say, let's say it again. Ready? Start. Read. Pause. May the God of peace make you holy in every way. It's got to start with an inside job. I can't put on a brand. I put on, I got some, some, uh, 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 what's that cologne I got, Adina? <laughs> what is it? Versace. 
Hey, Stephanie, I got some Versace. And in the play, I got the deodorant and the spray. I put it on, man. I said, somebody going to hug me in church today, and they're going to smell it. So I wanted to smell fresh today. Right? Now, it doesn't matter in reality, man. It doesn't matter if I put on the Versace. That ain't going to change if, if I got sin in my life. And I can't put the Versace on, man, to try to impress Tracy. I can't do that. Because some of us have put the Versace on and to try to get somebody. Right? So you can put on all the expensive clothes you wear. You can dress nice. You can look good. But this is an inside job. God said, you, you got to clean up on the inside. The outside, you're going to look good. And you're going to look like a jar that says pickles when you got peanut butter on the inside. Right? Now, so Paul, now, let's continue. We had and. Now, remember he said holy, everybody said holy. Holy in every way. Now, read, and read. Now listen, God will make this happen for you. This is an inside job. God will do it for you. Now listen, you know, listen, I, I'm, I'm never going to, I shouldn't say never because if God tell me to do it, I'm not going to try to embarrass nobody. I'm not going to say, man, I'm not going to try to embarrass your sin because you know what your sin is. You know what's wrong. And some people are just struggling with it. You know, but you're struggling with it, right? And, and so I, I don't have to try to embarrass nobody, man, over the pulpit and try to call you out and do all this kind of stuff. Some people want to do that. I don't know why they feel like it's good to say, you know, gay people this and, and, and fat people this and, and you wear your bra too slow. And I, I ain't got to do all that kind of crazy stuff, right? I'm not going to do that, man, to try to hurt nobody. I'm going to tell you, man, because God always lets you know what is wrong with you, right? My job is to love you. Right? I don't care what's going on. I'm, I'm the love you. Now, you have a responsibility today. Do you want God to clean you up from the inside out? Or do you want to continue to be rebellious? Right? Do I want to be a blessing? Am I going to continue to take God's resources, right, and then and not follow his commands? Is that, is that what I'm going to do? Right? God loves you. God loves you so much, man. He spared your life. A lot of you all, man, you should have been in a whole lot of trouble, but God spared you. This tax season. Some of y'all, they should have got you for tax evasion. Because some of y'all claim some kids that ain't even here. You did some stuff. You did some wrong stuff. But this is the time, man, don't do it. Now listen to me. I'm telling you, man, don't claim the child if the child ain't yours. Don't cheat on the taxes. Now, I know y'all, uh, listen, just like I told y'all when we get to church, me and I didn't pay $13,000 in taxes last year. Over th- we paid, we had to write a check, right? Fine. One year was $9,000, right? You have, to, you have to be honest, and God has never not blessed us because it's all his, we just got to do right by him. So everybody say inside. Once you get the inside right, then the outside is beautiful. Now you may have somebody look good and she's sexy and she's fine and he handsome. 
get them home, and they start taking off parts. You know, you find, even the guy, they got stuff now, man. It look like his real hair. Here's a weed. They can, they can shave it down and glue it to his head. He bald headed like me. Man, 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 pull his check and see if that's real. That's real, right? So, you know, they got stuff now they put on. You can't tell if it's real or fake. Right? So what really matters, man, is what's on the what? Everybody say inside job. Everybody stand to your feet. Get a lot of hand clap. God is good. And may the God of peace make you holy in every way. And may your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless until Jesus Christ come again. And God will make this happen for you. You just have to be faithful to him. And I ask you to trust him. Dear Lord, I thank you for every single person that hears my voice today. Lord, let a transformation take place. Let them have a great desire to live for you. Lord, we ask you to remove that rebellious spirit that when we know what is wrong, we don't continue to do it. We do not want Satan to control their life. He does not have the right nor the power to be able to control their life. Lord, we speak against those spirits that selfish and stubborn who don't want to follow your word and your way. And they run into all kind of roadblocks. They're not telling everybody what's really going on, but behind closed doors they're struggling. It's because they've given their life over to Satan and allow him to run their life instead of them giving their life over to you. You say greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. So I pray that you let your spirit reign supreme in their life. We thank you. We praise you. And we magnify you for what you're doing. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Don't sit down yet because we're going to get ready to dismiss. It's time for giving. Right? Remember, it's between you and the Lord. Right? You know God knows your heart. and God knows where you are. Right? You have responsibility to do your part. Right? And so we asked you last week, Commander will never let me talk about it, but last week I offered him to die almost, almost $1,500 in what it normally is. I don't know what happened. I know what happened. I know exactly what happened. Some people put the money in the drawer and they said they're going to wait till this week. So now they got to double up. <laughs> right? You know, you always, listen, we, we bank on you guys doing your part. We can't do it. This is a voluntary organization and we don't ride anybody with money. We don't, add, we don't beg for money or anything like that. We, we just trust that people are going to do their part, right? That's the only way we can make the ministry go. So please continue to do what you're doing. Those who are not, right, you can step up. Step up. Trust God. Trust God. God has blessed you, man. We got a very, 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 very uh, wealthy group of people. We got people with really nice jobs and all that. There's no reason our income in the church shouldn't be like above, like nine, ten thousand dollars because we have people that got to make a, a nice sum of money. They just don't tithe and give like they should. Trust God. I think when you do it, it just opens up the windows of heaven and pour you out blessing you don't have room left to receive. We had a couple from another church man send us a, send us a, a, a thing for like $400. They don't even come here. They just come here and visit. And they just sent us $400. So oh, that was nice for you to tithe our ministry. God is good. When he will. That don't mean he covered yours. I'm just teasing. God be with us as we bless as we bless. And, we, and I give him 
Thank you, Lord. Don't let anybody suffer because they gave. Let them really trust in you and trust you that you will continue to bless them because all the resources belong to you and you only given us, right, uh, 90% and you asked us at least for 10% back. So whatever you do, it's up to you. So we just trust in you like we're doing everything else. Thank you. Be with them. As we leave this place, never your presence. Be with them in the name of Jesus. We thank you and praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey, consider yourself dismissed. If you want prayer, uh, you can come up, but please come up with your mask on, and I'll pray for you. <laughs>